カハンニャハラミタシンギョー Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. <sighs> So great to be with you. Thank you for reminding me about the gatha on opening the sutra. And thank you, Yakasan, for leading us in that, in that gatha.、Um, yeah. So there is a koan I'd like to talk, just touch upon this evening. And、uh, it's a fun koan. A monk asked Unman. What is Buddha? Unman said, a shit stick. A monk asked Unman, What is Buddha? Unman said, a shit stick. So Unman was known for his terse, you know, kind of straightforward, no messing around answers, you know.、Uh, in, another, in another koan, a monk asked him, What is the talk that transcends Buddhas and patriarchs? Unman said, a rice cake. There's another koan.、Uh, a monk asked Master Tozan, What is Buddha? And Tozan responded, three pounds of flax. So it's, these responses can be, particularly when someone is working with koans,、um, These, these, reading these responses or trying to understand these responses by the, by the Zen teachers can be really infuriating, really like annoying. It's like, I don't understand, I don't get it, I don't get it. These, these responses are meant to, to wipe away any ideas, any, any ideas of holiness, of specialness, of、um, what. Mm. What Umman is pointing to to this monk is like, get the fuck out of your mind. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is Buddha? It's like, and of course, what, what Umman, doing, Umman is doing here is like, it's right here. It's nothing special. Why are you trying to make it holy? Why are you trying to make it something other than what is right in front of you? This is Buddha. You know, and、uh, In our, in our practice, it's like, what is Buddha Zen? You know, these are koans from the, from the Zen teachings. What is Zen? It's not some idea, it's not some concept, it's not something out here. It's right here. What's in front of me right now? And as I said, perhaps this monk was expecting some deep philosophical response, you know, this is your blah, 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 whatever. And Unman's response, shit stick, is actually kind of sweet. He wants the monk to wake up. You know, he's like, it's kind of loving, really. It's like, listen, you know, it's not about some holy thing. It's like, it's as simple as a shit stick. It's as simple as a rice cake. It's as simple as three pounds of flax or the, or the oak tree in the front garden. 
you know. Um, so a shit stick in ancient, I love that word shit stick. I can, I'm going to say about 20 times, right? So a shit stick in ancient China was uh, literally a bamboo pole that was used to um, scrape up the feces from the side of the road. People would defecate in, in, the, in the road. This is before, you know, fancy plumbing and uh, bidets, if you like. It's like, you know, indoor spas and baths. This is before that. So people would defecate in the street or in the fields, wherever it was. And there would be, you know, it was someone's responsibility to walk around with this pole, bamboo pole, and move it to the side or pick it up and dispose of it somewhere. So it was considered, you know, to be... Um, the most contemptible act, the most vile thing to be doing, to have, you know, this, this, this stick, um, to be carrying this and to having to do this. So it was probably, you know, it was the worst thing in that moment that Unmangus could think of, to just like throw it in this monk's face, right? There's a saying that we, it's that Buddha pervades the whole universe, right? The teaching is Buddha pervades the whole universe and is revealed before sentient beings. Buddha pervades the whole universe and is revealed before all sentient beings. There's not a single thing that is not Buddha. Not a single thing that is not sentient beings. Some people say that, uh, some people believe that mountains are sentient beings, trees, sentient beings. So what is not Buddha? What is not Buddha? Everything in this world is Buddha. Hmm. Including Bodhi right here, purring away, Buddha. Hmm. As I said, you know, Unman's not being a smart ass here. He's being a good teacher. Saying, I want you to wake up. I want you to see as it really is, not some concept. You know, once you know, we can ex we can see Buddhism, we can see Zen, we can see this koans as some kind of like concept, some idea in our mind. But it's not until we really experience our practice, our life, really are sitting in it. You know that we are experiencing Buddha. Everything that is being presented to us, again, as Diana always says, you know, the Dharma will reveal everything that we need to know. We just have to show up for it. Mm. So some of you know, yesterday morning, we had a ceremony for Joshin, our first Shuso. Shuso simply means senior student. 
the title and the title and the ceremony are a recognition of our students' dedication to the practice and to the community, to the sangha. Basically, it's a training period for the shuso, for this this student, this practitioner, um, and there's a lot of work to be done. You know, there's it's learning all the service positions. All the service positions. I'm trying to see Joshin's face right now. Uh, where some somehow am I? Whatever that is, where I can just see my face in a big screen. Don't know what that's about. Gallery, Joshin, where are you? There you are. Okay. And um, so basically, it's learning all the service positions. It's about uh, the logistics of retreats. When we go away on retreat, it's the schlepping, it's organizing the, the folks that are going to be on retreat, it's organizing registration, it's uh, being responsible for organizing the half day sits and Tangario this Friday. And you know, so in fact, it's, it's bloody hard work. You know, it's not some like uh, walk in the park, it's a lot of work to be done. And uh, hopefully Joshin knows what she was signed up for. We're constantly surprising her with the things that she has to do. In the monastery, in the old temples, it was the Shuso's job as the head monk to clean the toilets, to clean the bathrooms. That was their job. That was considered the most important job, serving the community in this way, to keep the student, to keep the, the student humble. I remember when I was... Uh, <laughs> I would became shoes so many years ago. Um, I thought I'm not cleaning the bathrooms. Forget that. Forget that shit. Um, I won't be asked to do that because you know, for whatever reasons, my health concerns, and I got the job cleaning the toilets. And I thought I would throw my guts up. You know, just the thought of you know, and especially when you're in community and you know who's going to leave a mess in the bathroom because you just you see what they're eating at every mealtime and say, like, oh my God. So you just know what you're walking into. Particularly if this person is sleeping on the same floor as you, you know, say, like, oh no, I can't. And you know, there was something about being in that role of Shuso where all that stuff went away. I promise you, I, I cleaned those bathrooms and there was no kind of you know, I don't want to uh, blow my own trumpet here, but there's a humility that comes with doing that kind of work. It's like, you know what? This is where I am right now. This is what is being called of me. This is service. This is a great service to the community. You know? So doing the, doing the shitty work. Again, that word shit. Doing the, doing the dirty work. And also... You know, taking care of training the the um, the jikido and training the the um, the dawan, you know, and being trained as uh, and the chidan. That was my favorite piece. You know, there's the cleaning the bathrooms, and then there's chi the chidan. The chidan is the person that kind of makes the 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 temple. A beautiful place to walk into with the flowers, with the, making sure the incense is clean, making sure that the flowers are fresh. And it's not about some 
huge display of, you know, extravagance, except when I did it, of course. But, you know, it's like just how simple can it be? You know, how simple can we make it? You know, not make a big show of things. But, you know, me being who I am, my expression of myself was showy and huge, you know, arrangements. You know, I mean, Nancy Hopkins would have been so pleased with my cabana. I mean, it was just a sight to behold. And yet, there was, a, there was an elegance there and a beauty and a humility there. I mean, really, you could, as big and showy as they were, you could see that it was because there was so much care taken. You know, and so much like, if you see it, you see it, and if you don't, you don't. That's the way I felt about it. And then on the altars, it'd just be like, a, a, one of those frog things, those spiky things, just a, a beautiful bunch of grasses, you know, just a beautiful bunch of grass, uh, maybe this high. And so when you walk past it, uh, at the main altar, it's like, wow, look at that. No frills, no attachments, just, Beautiful, beautiful grass. So that's kind of what the shoe sort of does. Make sure everything looks, everything is in its right place. And yet, while it's a celebration of one's commitment, it shouldn't be seen as something special. Shoe so is not someone special. It's simply a new role in the community. In fact, it's the community that lifts the shoe so to that position, the student to that position. It's the student, it's the community that says, Yeah. When you see the when you see Joshin in action, the things that she's done, you know, shown up so many times endlessly and without even being asked to, you know, uh, helping those receiving Jukai, sewing their rakasu. You know, the work that she did with, before even joining us, with Zen peacemakers, you know, her involvement with the Zen peacemaker order. Um, street retreats, being on street retreats, uh, bearing witness at um, Auschwitz, at the camps in Auschwitz. And recently, in the last two or three years, I think, um, bearing witness with the, uh, Lakota Indians, the Cheyenne River, you know, working towards reconciliations and that, all those talks. Beautiful work. And probably most people wouldn't even know that's what she was doing when she was away on vacation, you know? So we all work our practice in the way we work our practice. It all looks very different. And it's not to say that what Joshin does is, again, that her expression is anything special either. You know, we all bear witness in our own ways, whether we're in a hospital, like some of our chaplains, Yoshin on the top left-hand corner of the screen, in the hospital as a chaplain, bearing witness, you know. But again, you know, not seeing themselves as precious, Shinko, Yakusan, and Bonnie Rose, and whoever else in the chaplains, you know, on the, on the chaplain track, just doing the job, just doing what is being asked of them, what's right in front of them. 
and right in front of them is the the wanting to serve, then why not? That's what this practice is about on so many levels. You know, so often I'm not present to what's right in front of me. I'm offering a story of how I want my life to be different. How I think this and that should be different. I ruminate on all the things I could be doing rather than what's right in front of me. I can, can I sit on my zap simply as an expression of my Zen practice, not some pressure show, pressure show of my spirituality, my path. Actually, I can't even sit on a cushion anymore. You know, my body just won't let me. I need to sit in a chair. You know, I just can't sit on the on the floor anymore. And look at me right now, making excuses to you all why I can't sit on the floor. As if it's important that I explain to you why I'm not sitting on the cushion. I'm sitting in a chair because I have to sit in a chair. And it doesn't make my practice any less authentic than yours. For those of you who are able to sit in full lotus or half lotus or seiza, which I used to be able to do, rock on. You look beautiful. But your practice isn't necessarily better than mine. Your understanding is your understanding. The way you do it is the way you do it. Don't make your cushion, your zafu, holy. It's just a round cushion filled with kapok or rice, a round black cushion, and that's all it is. It's not a throne. It's not something to put your ass on and think that, you know, now I'm special. You put your ass on it. You put your ass on it. You close your eyes three quarters and you meditate. That's what you do. And you know, go off in your mind and make up stories and the whole thing and go on vacation in your mind and do the packing and whatever. But don't make it precious. That's not what it's about. So where do you get stuck in your own? preciousness, your own need to make a special, make it special, whether it's about your infinite knowledge of Zen and Buddhism, you know, all the books that you've read and all the retreats you've been on and blah, blah, blah. When will you realize that it's nothing special? It's just this. When do you need to be handed a shit stick? You know? 
just thinking. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what to have for dinner. I know. Tacos for dinner. That's my practice right now. Can we have tacos for dinner? Can we order from Chipotle? That's what's right in front of me right now. That's my practice. You know, ultimately, who cares? We're not here long enough to care about what authentic practices. Let's just do it. Of course, I care about my practice. Of course, I want it to be a part of my life. And I want it to be a good benefit to me and all beings. So Koshin is going to roll his eyes and touch at this one, but he probably knows what poem I'm about to read. It's one of my favorite poems uh, by this beautiful poet, Ko Un, Korean poet who was uh, actually for about 10 years a monk. Uh, he, he bore witness to the, uh, the, war, the, the atrocities in Korea in the First World War, in the Second World War, sorry, and um, was tortured, imprisoned, you know, he was an activist and uh, he's still alive. I think he's in his 90s. And he wrote many, many beautiful poems. Uh, this is one. As I said, it's one of my favorites. And when you hear it, you'll understand why, particularly. And probably not be surprised that it's one of Chodo's favorite poems. Um, it's called In a Temple's Main Hall. Anybody know this poem? One or two. Okay, then listen. Down with Buddha. Down with handsome, well-fed Buddha. What's he doing up there with that oh-so-casually elegant, wispy beard? Next, break down that painted whore of a cross being, a dragon's head. Who, what use is that, a dragon's head? Tear down the temple, drive out the maggots and the monks, turn it all into dust. <sighs> Buddha with nothing, that's a real Buddha. Our foul-mouthed soul street market mother, she's real Buddha. We're all of us Buddha. Buddha, 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 real Buddha. Living Buddha, one single cigarette. Now there's one real cool holy Buddha. Nope, not that either. For even supposing this world were a piece of cake with everyone living it up and living well in gorgeous high class gear with lots of goods produced thanks to Korean American technological collaboration, each one able to live freely with no robbing of rights, paradise even, paradise even, utter Eden, unequaled, plastered with jewels, still even then, day after day, people would have to change the world. Why, of course, in any case, day after day, this world must be overturned and renewed to become a newly blooming lotus flower. And that is Buddha. 
down for sure with those 1500 years rolling on foolish rumbling along time fast asleep stagnant water that stinks and stinks tacos for dinner